Welcome to Storytime at the Rubud, a weekly podcast about the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival. I'm your host, Sharla. And I'm Daniel. And Sharla and I just got back from the farm this past uh, Friday night. It was our first time to be there in well over two years, I suppose, right? We went to concerts on the farm. Yeah, yeah. At the Bonnaroo Farm, I guess it's called. Yeah, that's what they're calling calling it. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be Great Stage Park, but now for other things, it's just the Bonnaroo Farm, which makes sense if you think about it, because most people know where Bonnaroo is. They may not have known where Great Stage Park is. No. If you didn't know that was attached to Bonnaroo, what would you have thought Great Stage Park is? I would have thought that it's just a big concrete slab in the middle of some city park or something. Yeah, it sounds like where they have like strawberry festival the strawberry i love the strawberry (laughs) festival in our hometown they had the watermelon festival but they never had shows like the abbott brothers like we saw of course no no so what we're going to do is we're going to kick things off and we're going to pass it over to past daniel and charla from the what stage we recorded a little something there let's go ahead and kick into it hey everyone we're out here on the bonnaroo farm Concerts on the farm with the Avett Brothers. Yeah, and I'm going to be straight up honest. I'm two Bacardis in, so I might sound a little weird. (laughs) You bought those Bacardis from our dear friend Lindsay, who is working the alcohol tent tonight. The alcohol tent, not the beer tent. Well, the booze tent. Yeah, so first of all, this is a little weird because it's like eerily quiet out here in the Whatfield compared to how it usually is. This is like if you're going to like a jazz concert in your hometown, not like Bonnaroo. Picnic on the Pops, Bonnaroo style. Yeah. We're out here about a half hour before the Abbott Brothers start. And it's honestly kind of weird because I'm talking quiet right here, but I feel like everybody can hear me. You can talk a little louder. I, I think can? it's okay. It's okay? Okay. Well, my first impression coming in here was that it was weird because there were no signs or anything. There was nothing coming from the interstate or Bushy Branch Road saying that there was an Abbott Brothers concert happening down here. Yeah, so I've said it before. I think these shows are really marketed toward people who don't normally go to Bonnaroo, who are not typical Bonnarooians. And if you were to just come in here for the first time, honestly, I think, personally, you might be a little lost. There were absolutely zero signage, zero signs coming in here. Um, the entrance is not the normal Bonnaroo entrance. It's on the other other side, I mean, there's a name for it on the map. I can't remember it offhand. Yeah, yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but it's the far entrance on the other side, um, and it's not the not the typical entrance that you normally go in. Um, and it, there was no signs whatsoever that pointed you toward the quote-unquote Bonnaroo Farm. There was no signs <laughs> for a concert at all. The only Even way when I'm, we went yeah. to the caverns up in Tennessee, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, there was there were signage there was signage for that. Uh, so it was a little strange that there wasn't any signs. Yeah, the only thing that let me know to turn to go in was like there was a couple of traffic cones and like two trucks out there and like one cop car. I'm like, oh. I'm not going crazy. This is going on here tonight. Yeah, if I had never been here before, I would have been totally lost. Yeah. So I'm going to pass this to uh, future sober Daniel later. But the one (laughs) good thing that I have seen out here is that they kind of sort of did allow tailgating. We we wanted to come on in because we were excited to get back here in the what field. But I could have stayed around my car and, like, uh, just fooled around out there. There was a guy riding around that was just kind of, like, happy to see everybody. I think that they didn't allow tailgating at first because they were afraid of, like, COVID stuff when it was really a deal, like, two months ago. But now that everybody's got their shots, it's not so big of a deal. 
and I really would like to see them do more tailgating because it makes it similar to like Red Rocks out in California, in Colorado. Right, that'd be super awesome. Like Daniel said, I think it, originally they weren't going to do tailgating at all because of COVID concerns, but there were definitely some people out there tailgating. Uh, we could have, you know, brought our, obviously not brought the bus up because there's no camping, but we could have brought the Subaru up and totally did a little tailgating there. I regret that we didn't. We'll do that next time. I think they'll be doing this in the future, next year. Oh, for in the sure, future for years. sure. So we came on in, and there's not really any semblance or any signage of Bonnaroo. Really, truthfully, the first thing you no see art. when you walk on the farm is there's a sign that says, Welcome to the Bonnaroo Farm. That's it. Uh, but it's in the Bonnaroo Farm colors and the Bonnaroo Farm yeah. logo and imagery and the branding, uh, which is great. Uh, you know, it's in the concerts on the farm branding style it's not in the Bonnaroo branding style yeah uh, which is great uh, like I said it's, it's like a sub brand yeah it's like a sub brand it's not marketed to Bonnarooians yeah. you know if they had things here that were marketed to Bonnarooians I feel like people would leave yeah hey. I feel like it'd be too much you know what it's starting to get a little crowded the Sun is going down over here in the what field I think the Abbott brothers about to start so let's pass this over to future Daniel and Charla Let's pass this over to future Daniel and Charla. Hey, I hope things are doing great in the future. <laughs> See you guys in the future. Thanks, past Daniel and Charla. Man, past Daniel was kind of losing it a little bit there. I think that was three <laughs> Bacardi's in. That was two or three. Two? Oh, okay. Yeah, Lindsay Jeez, talked me man. into one, and then I wandered off to go use the bathroom, and I found another one in the back, and I'm like, huh, that was pretty good. I'm going to get another one of those. You found another one? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I went to look for uh, the bathroom and the merchandise tent, and there was another tent in the back that was selling uh, different drinks. And I really like that Bacardi. They had like those uh, canned rum things. I got a Bahama Mama when I came back. And you're like, man, you're really partying here tonight. I'm like, yes, this is the place that you do that. I guess so. Yeah. I was a little disappointed in what they had in the merch tent. There was some really good Abbott Brothers stuff there. Um, I was a little afraid to buy any vinyl there because like... You know, stuff like that gets messed up really easily when you're partying at the farm or whatever, or driving back. Um, there wasn't that much Bonnaroo stuff there. There was a couple of cool things that had the Bonnaroo Farm logo on it, like the cool little orange and green logo with like the sun coming up over the farm. But there wasn't any Bonnaroo stuff there. I just wanted a Bonnaroo sticker. I guess I'm going to have to wait two months for that. Yeah, you'll have to wait on that. That's just sure. fine. So what did you think of the Abbott Brothers show? Because we recorded that little bit right before we saw them, like about a half hour before they started. Their show, like them, I mean, of course I loved it. They're, they always put on a really good show. I mean, I've seen them, what, three times now? Four times? Four, I think, yeah. This set was a little different because I think they had a different set list for all three nights that they were playing. So they started out with a hit. What was it that they played when they started? Head Full of Doubt. Yeah, you're right. And they played for two hours, and there was a lot of deep cuts. Like you said, I've seen them a number of times, but that was one of the few times I can remember when they played a lot of, like, like more unknown songs on their older albums. That was pretty cool. So, like, I guess it's one of those, like, old-school, like, jam band runs where you go, like, every night and you see a different set list every night and they go through a lot of their old material, right? It must be because I noticed a lot, like, a lot of the crowd there was were from out of state. Like when I was walking through the parking through the parking area, yeah. I mean there was so I saw more out of state tags in that parking area than I see at regular Bonnaroo. And yeah, that's it was the weird. Truth. And I think this was their the Abbott brothers, this was their first show back after COVID, after the whole I think so, yeah. yeah. I think so I'm pretty sure. So this was really geared toward like these 
people who actually follow around Avett Brothers, like they're real, yeah. like hardcore fans. Uh, and so people were driving in from across the country really to spend three days, you know, mm-hmm. seeing the Avett Brothers there on the farm. So there was kind of a party atmosphere there, but it was a far more low-key party atmosphere than we normally see there. Um, past me mentioned that there was a bit of tailgating happening there, but nothing to the extent that you would see in the campgrounds normally out there at the farm, right? Right. I mean, I saw multiple cars that, I mean, just plastered with Avett Brothers stickers. <laughs> I mean, so there was... I guess you're far less likely to get pulled over and search for stuff when you have uh, Abbott Brothers stuff all over your car as opposed to Bonnaroo stuff or whatever. Probably. I don't think that an Abbott Brothers fan is far more prone to uh, have stuff in the car worth searching for. But hey, maybe I'm generalizing. I don't know. Well, what did you think about how the farm looked? It was weird. It was obvious that they had done a lot of things to get ready for these one-off shows with Abbott Brothers and uh, Billy Strings and some others. But also, I could see that they were starting to get a few things ready for September. Like, it was very minor stuff. Like, we saw some of the uh, material stored away at where each of the plazas are going to be. And they had cut the grass and have been starting to make it look real nice on the other side of Sinru. Like, everything else other than the wet stage. But, like, okay, so my quick review of the whole experience for one of these concerts at the farm was it was great. It's always great seeing live music on the wet stage. But it was very sparse. Like there was only two booths that had like beer and drinks and food. And the food was not like regular farm food. Like we got a pizza and it was nowhere near the quality of like spicy pie, right? I'll be very honest. If I was going to say one major negative, that pizza was not good. Yeah, it was like gas station pizza. It was not great. It was not worth what, like $7 a piece? Yeah. That's what you get for like $8 a piece at the gas station. Which I get it. It's at a big concert menu. But like... I was a little disappointed that there wasn't more of the farm at the farm. I know that they're going to build like a new arch or bring the squarch back or whatever the heck it's going to be. But there wasn't a lot there that gave it like a Bonnaroo vibe, right? Which you had a good point. You said that it's not necessarily for the people that go to Bonnaroo all the time, right? I think if there was more Bonnaroo stuff there, it would be confusing. And I think people would leave. Yeah. It was just weird seeing it really stripped down like that. Like I said, there was just two booths for like beer and food, just one tiny little merch tent, um, <laughs> just two rows of porta potties, which that was the nicest porta potty experience I've ever had at that particular place. I went in there to go use the bathroom real quick, and I'm like, wow, this is like what it must be like in VIP, just because everything was like real nice and clean, and there wasn't like F. Kanye written all over the place. You know, it's very interesting to me. They didn't use those flushable toilets that are right there next to the what stage. Yeah. So I guess they must turn those off, except for during Bonnaroo. I guess they must not have those on year-round. Yeah, I suppose not. It wouldn't make much sense to turn the water on if you didn't need to. But yeah, yeah, it was weird because we walked by where they have that little wooden bridge at that one walkway like we talked about last time, you know. It wouldn't have been too big of a deal to extend the fence to go over there and use like the nice bathrooms. But honestly... There weren't really that many people there, so I don't know if it was even necessary. Well, there wasn't that many people there for the Avett Brothers that Friday night. That's why they had the $35 tickets on sale, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think you're right. But there were more people for the uh, for the previous shows. I saw pictures of that Jason Aldean show that they did out there. And, of course, he's a big deal in Nashville and the rest of Tennessee. And it looked pretty crowded. But there was not that big of a crowd for the Avett Brothers show. I would say maybe there was like... 
100, 150 people in the general section in the grass where we were, maybe a little more. And just my totally unscientific guess, I think about like 75% of those pods were full. I, I did see a, a fair number of empty ones, you know, mm-hmm. which I was a little surprised. The Abbott brothers have a big following. I would have thought that that would have been completely sold out. And like that general admission grass area would have had a lot more people in it. But what did you think? Maybe it was just because it was a holiday weekend. I mean, a yeah. lot of people travel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot of people go out of town and things on the 4th of July. So maybe it had something to do with that. But there were a lot more people at the previous shows, at the Jason Aldean show, for example. Mm-hmm. They said that the pods went all the way back. They didn't have the open field space during that show. That The pods actually went farther back during that show. That's good, I guess. I think this can be considered a successful experiment, really. This is something that you know the past year probably forced their hand on a little bit. I know that they had been planning on doing stuff like this for a long time. They've been wanting to do more single shows out there on the farm so they can put it to use and make some more money off of it. This was a good test run of doing that. The only big suggestion that I would have personally, if they were to continue these you know, this fall or in the future or whatever, is to put at least a little bit more of the taste of Bonnaroo into it. I would hope that uh, after Labor Day weekend, when we go back, that there's going to be an arch that would give it a little bit more of that taste, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, and just other little things. You know, like some of the fun art that you see on the wall and some of the fun installations. Like it would be fun to have the disco tower on. I I don't know how the electric costs would be for that, but it'd be fun just to have a little bit more of the Bonnaroo feel. It doesn't have to have everything. I mean, I I see what you're saying, Daniel, but I disagree. I I think I might disagree a little bit. Okay. Because these are just not geared toward Bonnaroo people. I mean, when you go to Bonnaroo... And you hear everybody yelling, Bonnaroo, you know, okay, to give you an example, when we walked into this, we had our like little Bonnaroo blanket. Oh, yeah. That was the only Bonnaroo thing that I saw for the longest time. And then we finally saw one person wearing a Bonnaroo t-shirt and that was it. Mm -hmm. That was nothing else. Oh, the other crazy thing was we were the only totem out there in the what field. That was like a bizarro dream to have the only totem at a show at that stage. And there were some people walking by like, hey, what's that? What's that for? That's funny. What's the cat? Yeah. And like I had to explain the concept of a totem to like two or three different families. Like saying that like, hey, if you were here at the, you know, the big Bonnaroo, you would see like hundreds of these all over the place. And they're like, that's so funny. We need to make you a cat totem. (laughs) But yeah, that was weird. That was probably the weirdest thing. Like, there was an awesome moment. uh, About a third of the way through the show, we met some friends that we had hung out with at our mini room that were also there. And me and the other guy went to go see Lindy for a minute because he was manning the booth over there. And when I was walking through, when the sun was going down, I had my totem and there's music playing. And I'm walking through a lot of people. That was the moment I'm like, yes, I'm back here. This is happening. That was so cool. I have missed that for two years. But also, everybody was gawking at my totem since it had its lights on and everything. Like, what's that? That's funny. It was so funny to like be at Bonnaroo and do Bonnaroo things mm-hmm. for a lot of people that had never done Bonnaroo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had it in my mind. I'm like, oh, man, I, I need to do my best to be like a good party host. There was people that didn't know where like where stuff was. And I was trying to tell them. And stuff. I was acting as if somebody had came to my house and I was trying to be a good host, you know. How did you feel about that whole thing? Did it feel a little weird to you? Not really weird. It just felt like any other concert, any other outdoor show 
is what it felt like to me. It did. Oh, one other thing I wanted to say about that before we started to wrap that conversation up. I noticed that they only had one set of speakers up on the what stage. Yes, yes. Lindsay was on the other side of the, the what field and texted me, and he was like, man, does this seem a little quiet to you? And I looked up there, and I realized that there was a whole other set of speakers that are normally there that weren't there. And then, of course, there weren't the repeater speakers that were out in the middle of the field. So the sound was fine, but it was way quieter and a little off compared to what it normally is at the what stage. I was honestly a little disappointed by that. But given that the crowd was probably 20% of what it normally was, I guess that's all that was needed anyways. Yeah, true. It would have otherwise been overkill. Can you imagine how far that sound would have carried without all the sound bleed from the other stages and all the racket that isn't oh, wow. going on? Yeah, that would have, they would have heard that from Tullahoma if it had the normal sound probably. <laughs> so I guess that was probably purposeful. It was just a little weird for me knowing what that stage usually sounds like, you know? True, true, very true. Yeah. So now that the Bonnaroo Farm shows are over, what do we have to look forward to? Like what's coming up for real Bonnaroo? Yeah, so I'm thinking that since they don't have those to promote anymore, now we've got under two months to go now until the real Bonnaroo. And we put out a tweet about this uh, a while back. There's a number of things that they probably will be announcing before too long if they go by the same promotional schedule that they have you know, for the past like 10 years or so or whatever. So usually it kind of comes in this order. So we should expect um, them to announce what artists are going to be on the other stage. So like the EDM artists that are going to be playing there. I mean, we can probably go ahead and pick out who's going to be doing that just by knowing who plays EDM music. But also they'll probably let us know like who's going to be playing the silent disco. Will you stop by that again this year, you think? I haven't been to that since like 2013. No, since 20... Since... Since... Since some years, and I really, really, really want to make it a point to get back to the silent disco because I love me some silent disco. It gets kind of weird in there at night, like in a good way. I love silent disco. I think, if I remember right, and I may not, I think two years ago I went in there with Brooklyn and Aaron for a hot minute just for like 10 minutes so they can see what was going on. I just want to go by, I'll just, I'm just going to go by myself. Well, do it. But okay, other than that, um, I think one announcement that everybody's waiting on is like who, which artists are going to be playing at late night. That is particularly going to be interesting for me and some other people when it comes to who is going to be playing late night on Saturday. I'm really curious to know what they're going to do with My Morning Jacket and King Gizzard. And I think one other thing that we're looking forward to is the map release. Um, I have heard that it might look just a little bit different this year. They're trying to accommodate the crowd a little bit better. It's something that they had planned ahead of time last year, but of course last year didn't happen. And of course, there's another big thing that we're all waiting on uh, to drop. You know what that is, right? I'm guessing the schedule? Yeah, that is literally what everybody is waiting on. We're under two months to go now, and I would think sometime in the next two or three weeks we'll be getting that schedule. I mean, I would hope so, because i got to make some plans. You know? Oh, well, I need to know who I'm going to miss on Saturday and who I'm going to be able to see after Tame on Saturday. So, yeah, that's pretty important to me. I'm just crossing my fingers, man. I need to see that King Gizzard and my morning jacket show. It's going to be tough, but I'm going to make it happen. Can we go back for like one second? Okay, yeah, we'll be going back on. What if it's the Opry, the Grand Old Opry, hosted by Dolly? That would be amazing, but could that even feasibly happen? No. <laughs> if they did that, they would have to move it to like one of the bigger stages. 
I had advocated a couple of years ago when they were really hopping the Opry up that they should have moved it to the witch stage, which I still think is a good idea. But if you had somebody huge like that, like an enormously talented, famous artist hosting the Opry, you'd have no choice but to do that because there's no way that a tent could house that, right? No. But, I mean, you just, what if Bonnaroo, they're waiting to release some of this stuff because I got some stuff up their sleeves. I hope so. We should be seeing these things in the next couple of weeks. I really hope we get that schedule. Oh, and one other thing that we should caution everybody about, the schedule that you will see when it's first released is not the schedule that it will be when it's go time, when we actually get there. There's all the time these little adjustments that they'll make uh, as far as like set times and like the length of a show, especially with the headliners. Um, one thing I will caution everybody is they will have an end time for the Foo Fighters and nobody's going to make the Foo Fighters stop. Everybody knows that they are going to play all night if you let them and nobody's going to go stop Dave and the Foo Fighters. So don't worry about that. Can we go back again? Yes. I said stuff up their sleeves. Yes. That does not mean anything. Don't get, Oh, okay. I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. Yeah. I was joking. That was a joke. Ha ha ha. I would expect a few surprises given that things will be a little bit different this year. And I know they had some stuff up their sleeve, as you say, last year that we never heard about because things got pushed off before they were able to announce it. Like, for example, you know that Jam Tracks thing was supposed oh, to be a deal? Tracks. Yeah, that was supposed to have been a deal last year. Right. And they were just getting ready to announce it. But then the world stopped turning for Jam a while. Tracks. Yeah. I, ooh, that's going to make things so much easier. We, we have discussed this in detail. But yes, we just wanted to go through those things to let you know. Now that these farm shows are over, we should be hearing about all that stuff fairly soon, I think. I saw that they started some promotional stuff today. We're recording this on the night of the 6th, and uh, they were starting to do some uh, cool promotions that actually benefit the Bonnery Works Fund, right? Speaking of that, um, we should thank our Patreons, right? Yes. Okay, I really hope I'm saying everyone's name correctly. Madison Hudsico, Kayla Cavanaugh, Scott Hurst, Greg Bosco, Eric and Ben Abel, Natalie Gaither, Beyond the Hypnotic, that's Jace, Evan Brown, Jay Sanders, Chloe Hannon, and Sean M. Yeah, thanks again, guys. Um, broken record with this again, but can't believe that we've gotten so much support. And for those of you that would also like to support, it is at patreon.com slash And again, 80% of everything will go to the Bonnery Works Fund at the end of August. We'll post a receipt so you can keep us honest. But thanks again, everybody. And those of you that are Patreons, Check your Patreon inbox in the next week or so. You should be getting a message about what we're going to do for some bonus content for July as well. Uh, I think we're going to do something a little fun. So next week, we'll have a longer episode with some more content. Yeah, this was just a mini episode. We didn't plan much since we went to the Abbott Brothers show and have had a, a good holiday weekend. We hope all of you guys have too. We're under. We're, it, it's all happening now. Like We are kind of under the wire. We're under two months to go. Um, we're going to be doing some more information on like prepping. We're starting to do a lot of prepping on our end. We just went to Target to get a few things that we needed for the bus. Um, if you have any requests of any topic area that you would like for us to help cover, if it comes to like getting ready, if it comes to somebody that you would like for us to interview, hit us up on the Rubus Twitter or uh, where else can they get us, Charles? The Rubus Instagram. Yeah, well... Uh, the real robust at gmail.com. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. I, I, because you always know about that email address and I don't. You're checking that, right? Because I'm not. Yeah. Okay, good. Charlotte has access to that. So, yeah, hit us up on uh, Twitter or Instagram at the real robust. And what is that email address again? The real robust at gmail.com. 
yeah, so again, if you got any requests for a topic area that you want us to cover or have somebody good that we can interview in the two months that we got left, how many months have we been sitting on No Bonnaroo? I want to say it's like 25 now. Is that right? Yeah. And now there's just two more to go until we're back. Okay, we're almost there, guys. Ricky the Cat has given us a stink eye, so I guess that's our cue to wrap it up for this week. Okay, thanks again for tuning in to this mini episode of Storytime at the Real Rubus. We'll be back again next week. Yeah, between now and then, get out there and ready at positivity. We'll see you guys real soon. Bye.